Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Light Beamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story podcast. I'm so happy you are here. And before we just dive in with my guest today, I want to ask you a quick question. Have you ever um, experienced just time passing you by? <laughs> Does time just go away sometimes and you wonder where the heck did the last 30 minutes or the last two hours or the last five years um, go? Even though we live in this really, really fast paced world, sometimes time goes really, really fast. And so um, we were just chatting about that with my guest today, Johanna Gardner, who is someone that I actually met about five or six years ago, uh, when I first moved back to Texas after being gone for so long and having to reestablish myself and my community um, in a brand new town that I'd never lived in before. And I was also, as if you've listened to the podcast before, you listened to some of my older episodes, you know, you've heard me talk about um, just the state of grief that I was in moving and then dealing with my dad being sick. There was just so many things going on. And at the time, when I met Johanna, I was in the muck of all of that. I was just in the middle of it. And even though she seemed like the most amazing, delightful person, I didn't have energy or capacity to like invest in relationships at that time. And guess what? Five years went by and Johanna and I bumped into each other again recently. And it was so cool because it was literally like time had not passed. You know, like, it was like, Johanna, good to see you again. And she's like, oh my gosh, April. And I had the opportunity to hear her speak and I had the opportunity to hear her share a bit of her story, which I didn't get the first time around and because we weren't in that stage where we were, you know, sharing our stories in, in that conversation when I first met her. And I was totally blown away at just uh, the story that she's walking and the way that she walks it out in real life with other people in her work that she does as a master energy healer and a business coach and just the, the breadth of wisdom that she brings to the table through her own experiences, which I'm going to definitely let her dive in and share more of her story today. But we titled this episode, Love Yourself Rich. And this is definitely going to be a deep topic. I know a lot of us in the business world, we're all trying to figure out how to you know, how to get to the next level, how to become successful, how to have financial security and freedom, and just, you know, how to have a life of purpose and all of those things. And a lot of it can be us chasing the things, chasing the materialism, chasing the symbols of success. 
And I have so been guilty of it. And I, I get checked a lot on that, you know, because I am reminded often that it's not really about that. And our soul will, has really, you know, unique ways and God will kind of put us, he kind of puts us in our place when we need to be, you know, you know, put back in that place. And I've had plenty of those experiences. And so has Johanna. Her story is so remarkable. And the way that she literally has loved herself rich um, is such a great story. So I'm excited to have my friend, Johanna Gardner with me today, this beautiful, um, truly master healer, energy healer, and um, business coach just brings so much wisdom to the table, lives in my hometown where I live now in New Braunfels, Texas, yet we have not really been circulating together. And it's so wonderful to get reconnected with you. And I'm so glad that you can be on the show today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. And I really appreciate the opportunity to to, to, to catch up. Yeah, literally to catch up over the last, over the last five years. Wasn't that so fun when we bumped into each other recently at your, at this money mindset event that we both attended, but you were the guest speaker and you got to share and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Johanna, you know, and um, really, you know, time has passed, but really no time has passed. It's kind of unique how that happens sometimes. True, true, true. Yes. It is, uh, you know, like I said, it's very important to stay in the present moment and allow for for all of it to to pass by and enjoy all of it. But at the same time, you 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 let it pass by, and it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, and uh, you're busy, time flying by. So yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I love um, I, I love that I got to hear you speak that night, and I love that I got to hear much more of your story uh, recently. In which I was just like, "Wow, that is that is really profound." Some of the things that you have been through, and just kind of your background, and um, the way that you started out in business, and the way that you were able to scale and build, you know, something really giant and large, and <laughs> and then the way that you had to learn how to start over all over again, and learning to love yourself through that. And I love your message around love yourself rich. So I want to dive in and just really give you the floor to share you know, share the highlighted version of that story of, you know, what was that big rise like and what was, you know, what was, what was the big change and then where are you now? Yeah. So, um, I, I always kind of start when I became a single mom at 19, I had um, been born in England, raised in Hong Kong and then ended up in America. Um, and quickly, um, fell in love, got pregnant and had my son. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I want to become a millionaire. <laughs> I was just a- <laughs> Doesn't everybody. <laughs> you know? and, um, and so I just did a lot of studying, went to every money uh, event possible, uh, just kind of went in this whole obsession of like, I'm going to chase money. And, and, you know, 10 years later, I ended up becoming a, a um, a real estate investor. That was the fastest way that I heard that was you could make a million dollars, um, and ended up creating this multi-million dollar real estate um, firm. Uh, we had ninety-seven mortgage payments, and we had a hotel on the Riverwalk in San Antonio, and we had a five-star wedding business. and And so. My sons were teenagers at the time. We had this, I remarried, got this beautiful 
handsome husband, beautiful river view home, um, fancy cars, you know, luxury, everything, owning a hotel, um, you know, early thirties. Right. And Mm -hmm. people like, Oh my gosh, you know, she's got it. She's got it made. Um, and, uh, you know, life was really, really like really great on the outside. Um, um, however, on the inside, it was 97 mortgage payments and an accountant in my house every week. Um, uh, 40 plus in, uh, contractors, 10 full-time employees, 50 plus investors constantly on the go and having to uh, to, to, to figure out exactly how we're going to you know, move from one investment to the other and manage all this stuff. And Not so to mention t- being a mom, being a wife, yes. you know, like, you know, also just yeah, being a human. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, all the hats that we wear, but it gets a little bit more complicated when you're running a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. yeah that you was, have built from scratch. But yes, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, so, you know, I was having this internal dialogue with myself and saying, oh, wait a minute. Um, I thought I was going to get a happiness check in the mail when, you know, the million dollars was there. And I was like, where the hell is this? And uh, it just wasn't arriving. It, w- it was just constant drama. And when I realized I had created a life mm-hmm. based um, from the frequency that I'd already been in, I was in the frequency of drama. And, um, and so I created more drama, more money just makes more of who more, you are. More drama. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so when I had that realization, um, you know, just be careful with what you wish for, because and ended up with 2008 in the United States. If you were had any real estate, you were um, somewhat challenged. And I was holding the bag in a three and a half million dollar deal. Um, it didn't go very well. Um, and it led to a really, really tough financial time. And um, fast forward to 2010. I had six really, really, really powerful, um, life-changing missiles hit my life all in the space of six months. My mother-in-law who'd worked for us at the hotel for three years, she had managed it. She found out that her daughter was dying of lung cancer. Um, and, uh, and at the time we really didn't have access money. Um, and it was really rough. And, and so um, we had to make a decision because she wasn't performing. Um, and uh, so I had to fire her. You had and, to fire your mother-in-law. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Who had just found out that her daughter was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was the only income that we were making. And so, you know, unfortunately I had to decide you know, do I keep her on and then have everything else crash? All my employees' paychecks, you know, get down the toilet. And there was just a huge sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's so- It's one of those impossible decisions, like option A or option B, and they both suck, right? Like there was no, that doesn't sound like in either case, it would have been a good decision either way. No, it, it, it was, it was really rough uh, and it got worse uh, because my mother-in-law uh, moved back to Seattle. We thought that she would spend time with her daughter and instead she took her own life. Mm. Um, so 
then four months later, my sister-in-law died of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And a month later, the same weekend, my son, my baby, graduated from high school and left me an empty nester, moved out of the, the state, um, and we went bankrupt. Oh. Everything, all our fancy house, fancy cars. Um, yeah, it was really, really, really rough. And then, um, as you can imagine, my husband really was having a really hard time, lost mm-hmm. his mother, lost his sister, and now his home. And um, and so we ended up separated and eventually divorced. And then my health took a really, really strong turn um, for the worst and ended up with chronic fatigue. And so here I am trying to manage, I, because of we live in Texas, we were able to homestead the hotel and I moved there. And, um, so I was managing the hotel simultaneously and dealing with all the grief and the changes and mm-hmm. realized that I had spent my whole life identifying who I was by what I was doing and what mm-hmm. I owned and everything outside of myself. And when all of those identities crashed, I realized that I had to redefine myself in order to be able to survive this. And that was the only way and realized that I had to develop an inner wealth that could never be taken away from me. Mm-hmm. So um, I've spent the last decade plus really defining what that means for me internally, allowing myself to, like you said, love myself through the whole experience and realize that wealth is not necessarily anything to do with outside of ourselves. It's to do with what's inside of ourselves. And when I talk about love yourself rich, it's really the richness of right here, right now. It's that wealth that no one can ever take away from you, no matter what happens. And I believe that our consciousness continues into heaven and that wealth stays with you mm-hmm. as a piece of who you are for eternity. And so it's a, it's a wealth development that, that is eternal and, and it helps feed me every day and every moment. And all the clients that I work with, I'm constantly helping myself remember that presence for being right here right now is the richest you'll ever be. And we are so blessed in so many ways, just even having a glass of water or having mm-hmm. the ability to go look outside and watch the sunset. That is true wealth. It's so fulfilling if you really sit in the moment of it and the experience of the fullness of it. And for me, that is then the basis of my life, right? So I just come from that place. And when you come from that state of intense gratitude, everything is a blessing. Everything, no matter whether it's $10 or 10,000 or 10 million, it's, it's a blessing for you to be present with it. And that for me is how I got to love myself rich. (laughs) Yeah. Loving yourself rich. It's so, it's so amazing. And it's such a comeback, you know, I mean, like those are some very significant challenges all happening at one time, um, you know, coupled with this, this kind of internal change that you were making around how you viewed yourself and how you viewed success and, you know, how you were going to operate 
on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm, I'm curious, even in the, in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the big, great change, when, you know, kind of all of the cards were on the table and you moved into the hotel and began running it and taking it over, um, looking back now, because you have perspective and you have some wisdom about it, what, because, you know, people have choices to make, you know, like there's two paths, you know, you're either going to figure it out and rise above, or you're going to succumb to the victimness of it all. Do you remember, was there a time or a season or a thing that unfolded for you or a dialogue in your, in your internal uh, communication around like, that was really how I did it. Looking back, I you know, what, do you look back and see like there were some clues along the way that would be helpful for other people who may be just in the quagmire of life right now, just like you were? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I really learned was healing doesn't take necessarily time. It takes a choice. Mm -hmm. And we think that, you know, time will heal all wounds, but I'm sure lots of people have examples in their life where something happened 30 years ago and they're still carrying it around. And exactly still right. Because of it. Um, it takes a lot of courage in that moment. It takes a lot of intensity to be able to make the choice to let the old part of you die. It's a huge grieving process because you have to be in that moment and acknowledge all the choices, obviously you can imagine the amount of guilt that I felt, the amount uh -huh. of shame, the amount of hatred, self-hatred, the amount of blame, um, all kinds of inner games, right? And the, I, the acknowledgement was that I could let all of that torture me for the rest of my life and beyond. And the other people in my life, right? That the people, my sons and, and my friends and my family, I mean, I, I could, I could, intensely torture myself but it was that decision in that moment it was a few years in, into to my growth and was a realization that I don't want to live that life I've got you know I'm still here there there's a reason why I'm still here and I don't know what it is I don't know why at, at that moment mm -hmm. but I I I I wanted to I wanted to ex experience that love again that ability to to have presence with myself and and to have that inner freedom and and so I just had this intense tenacity to find that um, and so it was it was a choice it was no I, I'm gonna fight this I'm gonna make it um, and I just continually keep making that choice over and over and over again um, it's different iterations of the saying goodbye to the old me and then saying hello to the new me. So at the time, you know, you're a real estate mogul and you're not an energy healer. You're not a business coach. You're not doing the things and have the tools that you have now. What was that journey like to begin to go in that direction? Like, what was the first thing that you went and did that you remember being like, well, this is different and this is really cool. <laughs> like I've been missing this in my life. This might be something I need to do more of. What was it? What were the, were well, there 
Yeah. Was it a book absolutely. or was it a class or was it some online guru? What was it? Yeah. You know? Well, I was raised Roman Catholic. So I did have a book that really changed my life. And it was it's Conversations with God and Neil Dollar Walsh. Because finally I was able to talk, talk to God. You know, I was raised yeah. with the idea that there was a priest and that was the only person that could talk to spirit. And, um, and so that was really the, the start of my spiritual awakening that happened very early on in my early 20s. Um, but actually I was in a car accident when I was 22 and from there I ended up having my you know some injuries and I went to a Reiki master and there and I was on this bed and I came up for my session and I just thought no you know that was nice you know (laughs) (laughs) that was relaxing or whatever I didn't really understand it at the time and and I, and she says, well, I've, I've scanned your body and I think your third and fourth vertebrae are out and, you know, we should just send some more energy to that. And I said, um, I have an x-ray to prove that, but how, I didn't tell you, how do you know that? And she's, oh, I see this stuff. And I was like, uh, I want to see this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of my spiritual awakening. Um, and at the time I didn't believe that spiritual people could make millions of dollars. So I just did that on the side. That was my, you know, reprieve. I did a, a lot of yoga cheats. Like I became a master Don Hawk yoga teacher. Like, um, I did, uh, I would taught Reiki classes. There was lots of spirituality that was behind the scenes. Um, so that was going on while you were building your real estate um, business. Yeah. yeah. But it, uh, I really, you know, because, but you kept them very separate. Yes. And I'm also yeah. a professional artist as well. So I like, <laughs> I have multi talents. And, and so I was part of the international caustic shows and things like that. So, um, so I have, I have a, a wide variety of different things that I'm really involved in all the time, but, um, the way that I was making money more so than anything, and the, although I've made tens of thousands of dollars with my art, but, um, it was primarily real estate. And so what happened was that was sort of like the side thing. And then years into my recovery, I realized that after I'd sold the hotel, I was like, what is my next iteration of myself? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I had this sort of conversation with God and I was like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing here? And he was like, well, you should go online and you can go offer your intuitive gifts. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> not, I'm not mixing spirituality with money. And, um, and so there was sort of like this whole, you know, can we do something else? You know, negotiation Negotiations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, no. Give me another another option um so the but it was so fascinating because I got in a Facebook group that had a psychic business coach and I was like oh my gosh it was like an awareness the idea that that the word psychic and business coach could be simultaneous and I realized wow, there's an opportunity here that I could blend the two sides of myself uh the right brain and the left brain and I was like wow and, and so from there, that was kind of the opening. And now, of course, it's prolific, uh, you know, and, and lots of people talk about, you know, the mixture of intermix, you know, the, the secret and all of that stuff, sort of like really- Law open. of attraction and all of that that's out there now, sure. It really opened everybody up to the idea that there was sort of like this quantum field. And mm-hmm. but that's now what I specialize is in really going into the quantum field and really helping realign timelines and rewiring your whole system with your your brain and, and your, your, your subconscious and, 
Um, and so all of those things became, because after 30 years of studying energy, I really am very intimate with it and understanding frequencies, I understand um, different emotions resonate at different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of my artistic background, I map them all with color. And so I can actually read um, people's energetic fields and I can tell tell lots of, about a person with just their name. And I actually teach that. So as well. I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I met you, which I yeah. you know talked about in the beginning, um, we were we were at a park um, with our friend and she was the one that brought us together. Like we knew her, she was our mutual connection. And um, and you were, you were talking about it that night. Like we were sitting out, like eating some chicken or something. I don't know what we were doing, like eating there in the park. I just remember that. And you did not know me like yeah. you had just met me and the audience is going to totally love this um, <laughs> because it's so good because you're like, yeah, I read color and energy. And I'm like, really? Well, you know, so we got into this conversation. Do you, do you remember this? Do you remember doing that? Do you, uh, I mean, I remember it because I remember yeah, what you said. The, down, the downside is, is that a lot of times it comes through me, not like a me. channel. Yeah, I get that what I say and then some people like 17 years later don't you remember you you said something in the airport 17 years ago and you changed my life and I'm like oh that's really great (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get that I get that that makes sense totally I mean I understand that you know you're just being a channel to the spirit so uh but you did you did tell me that night you know, in a, in a very short conversation, this was not an in-depth reading. This was not anything official, but you were like, you have a lot of yellow, a lot (laughs) of yellow, (laughs) which anyone who, you know, if if this is your first time listening to the show and you aren't familiar with my brand at light beamers, I mean, yellow is such a main color of mine. And that was very intentional. You know, when I, when I was building light beamers, when I was creating it, I mean, to me, you know, I do, I see life in color and I always thought that yellow was the only choice. I mean, like this has to be a brand about with the color yellow, yeah. you know, as, and what we're doing with you know, sharing our stories to shine a light, obviously yellow, it makes sense, but it makes sense on so many other levels to me. And it was a way that I communicate. I, I, I feel like I communicate through color a lot. Um, so when you said that, and I, you know, of course, I mean, there's only so many colors you could have chose from, but I was like, that is really cool. You know, that, that is really cool that you do not know me. You haven't looked me up on Instagram, you know, like, um, and I'm like, that is pretty sweet. You know, I love that. Yeah. So That's what you saw. Primary, yeah. There's three primary uh, colors and there's three primary sounds, right? So, uh, and our soul actually chooses the sound that represents our um, our our essence, and in this case, your 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 first name, April and and Patrice, is it like your last Pertwee, name? Yeah, uh-huh. that they they really don't represent a yellow frequency. So uh, normally, a yellow frequency would be E sound, so Shelly or um, Kelly, um, but there are off off off, you know, uh, and 
Um, well, pertwee, it is pronounced pertwee. Oh, pertwee. Okay, so yeah, yeah like the French pronunciation. Really so it wouldn't make sense if that's yeah. if that's going from the sound. It is right. pertwee. And a lot of times, what will happen is people have a different name, and then I'll say, "Oh no, you're more of a yellow," and they'll say, "Oh, my nickname is, um, you know, Bobby or something." Yeah. Like, really, totally, or I'll know that somebody's gotten married in there, and their name they haven't associated. So because we're frequency and so the three primary colors is reds they're all about love and and they have you know problems with codependency and then the, the blues are all about wisdom and they have problem inadequacies and the yellows actually are here to bring joy and they have uh, problems not being able to shine their light so the irony is you the the yellows are actually 16 times less on the planet than any other the other colors and so they're extremely rare and i have a very best friend who is a, a yellow and when yellows get into their alignment they are so incredibly powerful as leaders because they literally open up the light and share with others and help them find their joy in their light so I had no idea you, this was gonna be you five years later but spirit did so that's amazing. That is yeah. so cool. And so that's and why I help people with their businesses because it, you got to tap into some of that. So some of that information. Yeah. Alignment with your soul's purpose. You're in your most happy place. Yeah. Yeah. So even for you getting into this work, how, like looking back now, having that information, how were you out of alignment with real estate and with making all this money and, you know, cause obviously you were. So what, oh, was, what was the deal? <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean. my, soul, my soul color is red okay. and reds have, a, 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 um, the, they're here to bring love to the world. They're, they're, they're here. Their essence is opening up more love for other people, more love for themselves. Right. And, um, and, but the, the, the uh, opposite side of that, if they're out of alignment, they're going to create an incredible amount of drama. And what you said you had had a habit of doing. And the history of doing really intense control freaks right so it it how if you understand the frequency that you came here to master and you understand your life path just like you know it's like astrology or anything but this is very frequency based and it helps you kind of realign your energy to the sweetest zone of genius that you are and and so a lot of times when i meet a red client i'll i'll like okay, how's your control freak? <laughs> like, uh, she taking, is she taking charge of everything, right? Um, or for a blue, for example, somebody who's really a wise oracle, they're here to bring wisdom to the world. They're, bring, they're bringing science and knowledge and expertise and um, they'll get stuck in the certificate kind of like they'll mm. More, Got a, more learning, more, more letters behind my name, yeah. more certifications. Oh yeah. Stuck in that. So. I think I know a lot of blues. <laughs> Inadequacy place. Yes. Um, the perfectionism can't start until I'm ready. Can't start until it's all done. Yeah. yeah. So just that simple piece of information will help people sure. walk their, their magic so much more quickly. Yeah. So what do yellows struggle with? What do you find? What is their um, downfall? Yeah, not not being able to shine their light. And so um, you'll find, and not to be depressing or anything, but it is depressing not being able to have your light. And they'll absolutely really be really strong addicts. So uh -huh. um, people who are really, really insanely sarcastic, uh, very um, 
you know, they, they just self-deprecating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're just really having a hard time even seeing any light in the world. Um, yeah. I had a really powerful coach in the very beginning of my personal development journey when I was um, in my mid thirties was really kind of when I went on my, on my journey. And um, I had a, I had a really powerful coach teach around like self-deprecation and the way that we, you know, can cast things off again, you know, to your language, she like really dimming that light. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't see it. And, you know, I didn't have any awareness around any of that. I, but when she said it in the way that I needed to hear it, I heard it. Mm-hmm. And almost immediately I, cause I, I do like to, you know, like I, I, I always think I'm funny. Like I think I'm funny. I don't know if anyone else thinks I'm funny, but <laughs> I think I'm funny. And sometimes that, you know, I used to use that humor as a way to, um, to, to, yeah, to deflect, right? Like I've always been super smart. I've always been super driven. I've always been like kind of the rule, not necessarily a rule follower in the truest sense, because I mean, I like to shake things up every once in a while, but, um, like I've kind of followed the path. Like I'm not, I've never been on drugs, you know, like I just, I've just always moved my life forward and have been in forward momentum. My most of my life, I would say I've, you know, followed a good path in that direction. And so a lot of times I felt uncomfortable when I was around other people that maybe weren't at that same frequency, you know, right. And so I would often deflect and and like dumb myself down a little bit to make, to make other, I thought to try to make others feel comfortable. I don't know that they felt uncomfortable to begin with, but in my mind, I thought, oh, I can't shine too bright. You know, like I can't be too much for, for people. Um, but when she, that, yeah, that would fit perfectly for yeah, you. Yeah. And that, but when she pointed that out, just as a blanket kind of coaching thing, it wasn't even directed specifically at me, but I heard it. And mm-hmm. that has been something that has stuck with me ever since then that I, uh, I'm not saying I don't still will do that. I'll catch myself, you know, doing it, but I'm much more aware of it now. And I try very hard not to do that um, because I do want to be an example of, of being someone who owns their power and owns their light. And I do know that I am living a life in alignment now. I'm so super clear about that, that I'm not afraid to shine. And yeah, here we are with light beamers and all the things. And I have, you know, just won't stop. I mean, I know that there was nothing that will stop me and really just death is going to, what is what will stop me. Um, and that won't even stop me. Right. Cause then I'll get to do this in heaven. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, this makes so much sense, you know, to me personally, as I do know, I'm a yellow. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know our souls had color, but <laughs> that too, totally makes sense to me. And like I said, I know lots of reds and lots of blues and I would agree with you. I don't, you know, I don't know that I would say I know as many yellows. Mm. Um, I, I would have to sit down and really think about, I know, I know, I know some, but, but yeah, I would imagine why is that? Why do you, why are they less in number? Do you know any uh, scientific think, data behind that? <laughs> yeah, I think I need a team of scientists to even understand it. Yeah, I mean, like, how does that, right? My, of the game here, um, even in my early 20s, I was trying to understand 
what on earth I was seeing, what I was feeling, what I was sensing. Because about. you were seeing this and didn't understand it, right? Like you could visually see color around people and that probably freaked you out. Um, I, I was always very intuitive as a child and I'm, I'm very strongly empathic. Okay. Um, and, but when I, when I got to become a Reiki master, I was really like the intuition was really, really, um, kind of a, a an, another thread in my life that I really wanted to, to, to master. Um, and so I, I was, I was really intrigued of how do I explain this to my very, engineering type father mm-hmm. um, you know what I was doing and um you know it's taken 30 years and he's finally starting to see the light but what you know it, it's I believe that science is always kind of um, the tools of science is really a little bit behind in the sense of you know we, our bodies our frequency there, there, there's just an intense in, amount of information that's going on in our bodies and understanding energy and frequency and and even harnessing the uh, frequency of the planet in order to be able to create um infinite energy uh, th- these things are just not you know they haven't they're kind of complicated well they they haven't been harnessed in this yeah. particular environment let's just say well I, so I kind of wonder my I don't know what your take on that is I'm not you know this is not my field it's yours but I've often when I when it comes to science um I have often here I and this is just probably my more my spiritual belief anyway and just how I see God and spirit and you know all the things is that they're infinitely more um uh, you know, they hold dominion over things. And so I think that spirit is just part of it that maybe isn't to be understood. Like it's to be, it's to be trusted. It's to be leaned into like faith over fear, right? We have that, like we are supposed to lean into the unknown. We are supposed to trust the, our soul's guidance and God's direction. Right. And we don't always have the blueprint. We don't have the manual. We don't have the scientific data that explains why there's less yellows and there are reds or blues. Right. But we have to trust and believe through what we are experiencing and what our, our body and our sense, our senses and our soul and our, you know, our, our energy and our emotions are telling us. And so I have always just, I, you know, it's, this is why, why I didn't go into a science field. Cause I was just like, yeah, but there's more, you know, than what science can tell for us. Absolutely. And, you know, it may be that there, there are yellows that are stuck in <laughs> addiction and they wouldn't ever come to a master energy healer. That's only about business. They're so. probably not hanging out in the spiritual world. Right. But the quantum field, once we start tapping into it, we realize that frequency, color is frequency and, uh, and there's just a, a whole kind of patterns even manifestation the two split uh, experiment with quantum physics is understanding that there's a wave and then there's uh, there's there's matter and how do we manifest things and and so once you start understanding frequency you can really start to be more of a master of it and definitely there's so much we're on a need to know basis mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that, you know, if you ask God, uh, I need more, you know, I want patience and he'll just put you on a plane with a two-year-old and the, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. His sense of humor is really funny. <laughs> it's like, that is what we're here for is we're training mm-hmm. ourselves to have faith in. Totally. Love it. Understand that the divine has us 
And if you look at, you know, how cells, you know, divert in a, a divide and, and they become a human being, I mean, there's just magic in all of it. Totally. Probably really, you know, uh, understand it, but we can definitely spend time appreciating it. And then that yeah. really penetrates more of it. So, yeah. And I mean, is that, I would think that's just part of the secret to this whole conversation around loving yourself rich is understanding that we are like, there's so much to us that they, that, that spending time with ourselves to learn more about our colors, our frequency, what works, what doesn't work, how we're designed um, Mm -hmm. and how we are being guided and listening to our intuition and things of that nature is all part of the big equation of how to love yourself rich is that is that a good assessment absolutely uh, I, I spend a lot of time working with people's traumas and understanding mm-hmm. what is what is their lowest frequency what, what you know on the mm-hmm. scale of consciousness David Hawkins is like are you in shame or blame or hate and I was in that place I was mm-hmm. in that very fearful constantly fight or flight dramatic constantly perpetuating even more drama and I was so frustrated with myself because when I realized that I'm the one I'm the creator of that and the only way that I can get out of that creation is by becoming a different frequency like energy attracts like energy so it's it's really you know, I knew that if I wanted a loving, peaceful, get to do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whomever I want, I wanted that ultimate freedom, which I live right now. It's like, if you really want that life, you have to be that inside of you. You have to breathe that. And so by, it's kind of like a room that's, you know, we've hoarded a whole bunch of craziness and you have to let it go. You have to purge it. And uh-huh. then you space in your life, you can create this openness for more peace and more harm and harmony and more joy and more ease and more grace so it's really yes it's definitely an internal journey um where I work with clients who are just really interested in having more of that freedom and and they don't realize that it's in like it's a process in terms of making those choices and those difficult ones because we get very attached to our our old identities whether marriage that isn't working whether it's a job that's not working we hate ourselves rich all the time and we're so programmed to continue doing that over and over again um we have if if we really ultimately want that joy of 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 life of 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 loving yourself throughout all the situations you have to make those choices every day Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. And it is a daily choice too, because every day we get new things thrown at us and we get the options to exercise what we've learned and make those choices over and over and over again. Um, for you, like what, what is rich in your life today? Like as a result of being on this journey now and, you know, being on a much over the other side of, of that big tumultuous time and big change in your life and now having spent so many years working in this world doing this work um what what is what is what is rich in your life everything mm-hmm. everything um uh you know uh, sometimes contrast helps right and so a lot of times we have especially you know more wealthy you know 
Americans specifically, we have this sort of take for granted what we have in our day. And, yes. um, and there are billions, billions of people, especially even women and children who are not experiencing even that ounce of joy that I get to experience, right? Like I get to wake up in a beautiful bedroom with a comfy bed whenever I want, you know, I like, I don't have an alarm clock. I have, um, you know, I get to eat, there's such a selection of foods in my refrigerator. I, I, I could go to the store and get anything I wanted at the store because I have the resources. I have the Wi-Fi. I can connect with my family and friends at any moment that I want to. I can um, look outside my window or go outside and enjoy the, the sunshine. There are so many people who don't get those, like, even those luxuries. Mm -hmm. And um, we forget that that is, well, we, we're constantly obsessed with this idea that oh, I have to have this more. amount of euros in my bank account and that's going to make me worthy. That's going to make me more um, proficient or, or, or valued in other people's eyes. And, and then, then, you know, codependently, they're like, oh, if they think I'm rich, then I'm going to think I'm rich. But unfortunately, you can see with a lot of what we call wealthy people, they're not internally rich. Uh, they don't appreciate the little tiny things. And that's where the true wealth is. And, and so absolutely every every ounce of my life is is staying in that place of gratitude and when you do that's true freedom right like we have we have this illusion that all the rich people are free but they don't have a lot of freedom like I was talking about it at celebrity yesterday to a client and I said do you think she really has a lot of freedom like she can't go to the grocery store mm -hmm. She can't, she can't go to the hotel lobby. She would have to have somebody else do that. Or she can't drive the car that she might want to drive. She, you know, because what will the magazine say? It's just like, that is not freedom to me. When I wanted freedom, I really meant freedom. I meant, yeah. you know, the freedom to be able to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, where I want. And my joy, my fulfillment is not just giving myself that freedom, but then helping other people get mm -hmm. free. So yeah, I have a lot of wealth in my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. So beautiful. And it's so evident, just like, you know, just being, being around you, being in your space, being in your energy, that it's just such a calm, peaceful place. And, and it is a lot of, um, of joy with it. So I know you do like retreats and you have some things coming up that, um, you know, that people could tap into. You have an amazing online community as well. It's a very large yes. um, community for creatives and healers and coaches and people who want to like step deeper into this work. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, we are doing a retreat in Mexico. It's um, it's Love Yourself Rich Retreat where we do practices. The four uh, rituals that I really learned is that you have to become radically responsible and then learn to respond to life and then relax, let all of the, ma the, the magic come in and then receive it. And so really practicing those four R's and teaching other people. And we're going to have all, we do really high end places that people can kind of just step into the luxury of being in that immersed in that experience and um so we'll have more coming up next year in europe um and then in my community 
one of my favorite, favorite posts is every Friday over the weekends, we have this gift your magic. It's an opportunity where um, healers and coaches and light workers and psychic and mediums and and, and people just are change making that they're they're there to hold space for other people and they give 30 to 60 minutes of their time in exchange for an, a testimonial so it helps people who are or you know that law of reciprocity it's that availability of opening yourself up connecting to people allowing them to have a sample of your work and then i've i've had clients from it that, that we've actually even um saved somebody's life because of it so um there's been some amazing testimonials of all these incredible people that to participate and uh, so you just have to exchange it for a testimonial um for the receiving and uh, it's just a, a really beautiful kind of love bomb that we create in the community mm -hmm. every week uh, it really helps people connect and that's ultimately what we're here, all here for is just to connect with each other and love on each other and from there everything so yeah. much well, you're totally living into the alignment of all of your redness, you know, all of that love, you know, just like oozing love and creating space for others to be loved and to be seen and heard and, and you, witnessed, and you, you know, you and your yellow. I love it. Oh, I love it too. It's so good. So beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's a good, it's a good pairing. Well, we will link up the information on your, I guess, link up probably your website so that people can find about retreats and um, your Facebook group and, and all the things. Is there any, is there anything that you want to um, direct people to? Is there anything special besides the retreats that you have going on or that's on your website, like as a free download or anything that you offer that can get people started on that? Yeah. Loving themselves rich. Right. I have um, a beautiful class. It's um, the 10 things I've learned over the last 25 years of being an entrepreneur. It's that 10, those things that you would never even think of, but um, kind of like, are you an introvert, extrovert? I'm an introvert, ambivert, and I bought a hotel. And that means... <laughs> not necessarily my zone of happiness and so you know kind of asking yourself those questions so it's called your soul based business plan in 10 days and it allows for people to really figure out what is it what is it that is their soul what is what is mm -hmm. it that that they're here to do on the planet mm -hmm. and I promise you once you get into alignment with that whether you have a job or whether you have a business it doesn't matter you will find your joy you will find the more peace and more grace and more happiness and that's what yeah. I'm interested in helping it's people so true I I can attest I mean I I know that you know stepping into this work that I've you know get to go do every day is like every day it's like yeah I'm just just fully living out that, you know there, there are days that I like screw it up trust me but really there are days that it's just like man I don't think it can get any better and then it does you know it does because it feels so like I'm just so clued in and tapped into that this is exactly what God has asked me to do and I'm just doing it you know and I feel like I didn't I wasn't given these tools truly they were they were gifted to me they were you know he equipped me it was all about my journey my path that I've been on I've been you know, collecting the experience that I needed to be able to go and do this work. And what a gift that was, you know, I look back, I say this all the time, when I look back on the early days of my career, and I was not necessarily 
telling the right kind of stories that I wanted to tell, but I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Like I'm so grateful for that information because what I did learn, I've been able to bring forward and it was all part of the, the alignment. It was all part of the preparation. And when you are tapped into that, literally there is nothing that can stop you. And so for people who may be listening that just what we're talking about sounds like gobbledygook, you know, it, then go download that thing, you know, go download this, these lessons because these are really great questions to ask yourself to be able to get on that right path, to be able to get on the journey, whether that's a business or not, right? Like it's just about how we're supposed to show up in the world and how we're supposed to help others. So, yeah, there's so, there's so much benefits of being able to be in total alignment with who you yeah. are. Health benefits, love yeah. benefits, it's yeah. all there. One, uh, the, 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 the retreat that's coming up in Mexico in September is at the same location. One of my clients, uh, she's a realtor, she came and she was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, I think you should do com commercial real estate. And she did. She closed a $6 million deal and she took all of us to Mexico, this five-star all-inclusive place. And um, so it, you know, and now she's a multi-million dollar realtor. She closed like $10 million a few weeks ago. So it's like really being able to be in a total alignment with who you are and what you're here to do helps you get into that stream of joy and synchronicity and the universe starts to really help you out with all yeah. of it. Yeah, That's the momentum can be so powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is so fun. Thank you for joining me today. Five years later, <laughs> uh, we're always right on time, you know? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, You're so welcome. All the beautiful um, people listening. Thank you for listening. Yes. Well, we will, again, link, link up Johanna's information, how to follow her on social media, where to get her website and more information about her retreat and her online community. Go check out the show notes um, wherever you are listening to this episode. Give it a review, share it out with your friends. As always, we're so appreciative of you being here with us in this space and listening to the Inside Story podcast. We'll see you back here again next week. Have a good one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. 
In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.